0: Hello everyone, my name is Kendall, and welcome to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. And just like any book club, we'll only be spending half the time actually talking about books. And this is that half. In these book club episodes of this podcast, my guests and I will be bonding over my favorite hobby, reading, getting to know their relationship to books, the ones they love, the ones that have made the biggest impact on them, and so much more. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you that my guests and I will be sharing our own personal experiences, opinions, and possible book spoilers throughout this episode and all future episodes. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Book Club episode. As you know, I'm your host, Kendall, and I'm back again with my guest from our previous episode, if you haven't listened, the wonderful author, Mindy McGinnis. Thank you so much for being here again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we talked before in the last episode all about you as a writer, as an author, and your stories. Now, this episode, I want to get into your interest as a reader. So my first question is, Mindy, do you like to read, and what is your relationship to reading?
1: Well, I absolutely love to read, of course. Uh, my relationship to reading has changed uh, quite a bit, actually, when I became a writer. So when I was a kid, uh, horrible insomnia, and I would just read and I would have a stack of books because this was before I was reading chapter books. It would be picture books and, uh, you know, smaller books, uh and I, I would have them on my bed and I would just have a sack. And my mom has told me, she's like, I always knew you were still awake. Cause I would hear this. Cause I would throw them when I was done. <laughs> I threw them down on the floor and there would just be this, I'm like, God, she's still, awake, you know? <laughs> um, so it's like, I, I used reading like as a security blanket and I used it as a hobby and a pastime and as a comfort for um you know all the way through college when suddenly I was an English lit major it became you know work in a way and oh well in a lot of ways it was work and I enjoyed being an English major and I loved doing it but I wasn't reading for fun anymore and I kind of got burnt out on reading and so I wasn't reading for pleasure at all Mm -hmm. Uh, graduated from college started reading for pleasure again 10 years later roughly got published and Your relationship with reading changes a lot once you're a writer because Mm -hmm. it is very hard to turn off your analytical mind and just enjoy the book. In fact, that's how I know I'm reading a good book. That's how I know I'm reading a very talented author is when I'm just experiencing the story and they've taken me out of how did they do that? What did they do? Or why did they do that? Um, Mm -hmm. The other thing is it's like when you write when you're a writer you know like you know the tricks but you also can like you've pulled the curtain aside so no joke the last three mysteries that I read I knew like I had them figured out one of them end of chapter one one of them after the prologue because there was a very and it was they were good books like there was nothing yeah. they were very um, but especially with the one that was the prologue, it was like it was a very. The prologue was delivered in a very distinct way that was completely different once chapter one started. I was listening to an audiobook, and I was like, "Why would you do that?" And then I was like, "Oh, that's why. It's because blah 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 blah." And then into um, you know, the, the book, and I was like, "Yep, I was right." Oh um, wow! So, so yeah, it's just it it does change your your relationship with with reading in a way because you're always analytical and, um, it's very difficult. You also, you're aware when you read deeply and I'm sure you experience this too. It's hard to find something fresh. It's hard to find something new. It's hard for something to take you by surprise. And that doubles when you're also a writer so um i can get really bogged down i can get a lot of writers and a lot of very serious readers told me how hard covid was and how they almost stopped reading during covid and really they yeah a lot of people that are normal it should have been our golden time right Mm -hmm. and um a lot of people i know that are very serious readers really struggled during covid because what used to be their guilty pleasure i'm going to read for 20 minutes before i go to bed it's like oh now I can read for 4 hours, right? And then yeah. it was like oh I I oh I don't know if something can hold my attention for 4 hours
0: interesting. Yeah. Um,
1: I struggle I struggle now reading um just because I I am so analytical, I have a hard time finding things that will really work for me mm-hmm. i also am very cautious about <clears throat> reading because obviously i love my own voice right i write the books that i want to read mm. so i have to be careful to not read a book that i really really love or that i admire or that the voice like i want to adopt the voice while mm. i'm actually writing um, I don't want like that bleed at all. So while I'm writing, I tend to only read nonfiction. Um, oh. I read, um, biographies or I read classics. Like, you know, I can read war and peace and I am not going to start writing like that. Like it's not going to happen. Interesting. Yeah. Oh,
0: wow.
1: so, so yeah, it's just, it gets complicated and, um, you know, it, it, you should never do what you love for a living because <laughs> <laughs> like what you love kind of becomes work in a way. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So sometimes it's like reading can feel like I'm I'm working okay. and uh, you know, I do like, I resent that a little bit, but I also
0: absolutely love what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. So, you know, pay the piper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then if you are reading more, let's say non-fictions or biographies while you're writing what would be the other genres in more of a fiction setting that you would gravitate to and read
1: less genre and more voice than anything Like if I can find a voice that is just so far away from what I write or how I write I'm like Mm -hmm. okay like that's safe I can read that um genre I do try to not read like if I'm writing a murder mystery I'm not going to read a murder mystery like I try to not read the genre that I'm writing I will say that the voice is more important. If I'm really worried about it, it's just gonna be pure nonfiction or classics.
0: Are you ever reading more than one book at a
1: time? Usually, always. Okay. Um, so I always have an audiobook. I always have an audiobook and I always have a physical book that I'm reading in bed.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: usually I'll also have something on my Kindle that is typically for work. Like I get mm-hmm. advanced like people ask me oh, to gotcha. work through. Yeah, so I'll get advanced copies on a Kindle. And so that just like travels with me. Mm -hmm. But um, typically, and my house has two stories. So it's like, now I spend most of my time like upstairs when I'm reading. So I used to though, keep a book. I had an upstairs book and a downstairs book. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I would have a book sitting next to like the couch. So like when Mm -hmm. I laid down, if I was resting on the couch, like I can read this book. But like we said in an earlier chat, now I pick up my goddamn phone, you know?
0: <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. I have to put that away. Like yeah. I tend to read probably the most at night before bed. Like I give myself about two hours and before I fall asleep nice. and I have to put my phone like down, like I can't touch it because if I touch oh, it, no. I'm gone. I blinked and it's 1am and I have passed my bedtime.
1: Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it is heroin. Like it's just heroin in a otter box. Like it's mm-hmm. just, It's not good, man. Mm
0: -mm. So then controversial question, but do you always finish every book that you like pick up to read? Typically, yes. And I'll tell you why. So I do. Now I'm getting older. So
1: that might change, right? It's only Mm -hmm. so much time. But um, (laughs) if I am reading a book that I don't like, typically Mm -hmm. I will make myself finish it because i need to figure out why it's not good mm. and then i won't do that in my own writing like what's like what's mm. wrong with it like why is this not working i hate listening to something i was on a i think i drove to new mexico and i only had so many audiobooks like on my my libby mm. like my you know my library. Yeah. i only had so many audiobooks and i was driving from ohio to new mexico and and this audiobook started and i was like oh this is not good I was like, this is not a good book. Yeah. And I was, but it's eight hours of listening and I'm on the road and this one, yeah. started, and I'm not going to stop the car and change. I was like, okay, here we go. And I just listened to the whole thing. And the whole time I was like, this is just awful. Like, this is terrible. And I, but I listened to the whole thing yeah. because uh, maybe not, like maybe there'll be that one thing that just changes everything. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, I'm actually a genius, right? Yeah. Wasn't true that time, but it's like, sometimes it- <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, 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 put books down cause I just feel like there are so many other ones, but and the only reason I'll ever pick it back up again is because somebody else that I know, love and trust says no Kendall, it's like really good. Yeah. But usually if I put down like a thriller, a mystery or something in that kind of genre, it's because I haven't gotten there yet. And it doesn't mean the story or the mystery or whatever they're telling wasn't good. But like, if you don't keep me interested like i don't there's nothing else i can do for you like i have to yeah. want to keep going and know what's going to happen yep
1: yep and i can tell like when i zone out on an audiobook I feel like oh yeah it's not good you know yep. so but yeah, yeah i i generally generally i will cuz i read very fast mm-hmm. i read incredibly fast and it's like it's really not going to take that much off my life expectancy if i just yeah. finish Yeah, I also am goal oriented, man. And when (laughs) I put something up on my Goodreads, it's like everyone
0: saw that I started this book. Everyone knows. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You can't be a quirker. Yep. Yes. Too many times have I done that. But it's funny the opposite of zoning out. I listened to The Last Laugh, your book, The Last Laugh, on audiobook recently. And it was perfect because I work in an office or at home so i'm like on the computer all day so that's how i listen to a lot of my books and but it was funny cuz i started writing like an email but it was at like a very high point of towards the end of the book where like some stuff was happening and i literally i had to pause because i had to write the email and i could see myself writing like words like felicity or ribbit or something and i was like <laughs> wrong 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 no i'm going to start writing like what's happening in the book so yeah. audiobooks are sometimes tricky in that way. Like I I can't necessarily listen to them as I'm working, or it depends on the book. But my preferred style of reading, I love a paperback. Do you have a preferred Kindle hardback paperback? Uh, physical, physical books. Mm-hmm.
1: Um probably a paperback. Like if you really made me pick just because yeah. I read down and mm. I like big books. And so it's like those hardcovers can hurt your hands. Like yeah. I'll read four hours, right? Yeah. Like once I'm in, I'm in. And so it's like when you got a really thick hardcover, it can, it can actually become like physically painful. So like, I would say probably if you really stuck it to me, I would say paperback, but all the time, like I always prefer a physical book. I am in the car so much that audiobooks probably make up most of my reading at this point in my life, Mm -hmm. but I would hold a physical book.
0: Yeah. My mom is a teacher and she at this point, like I can't, if I give her a book recommendation, she only listens to an audiobook because she really yeah. doesn't have the time. And so yep. it, I, it totally makes sense. So what are some of your favorite books? So my favorite book of all time is probably The Stand
1: by Stephen King. I love that book. Um, the Stand is phenomenal. I think I've probably read it at least four times. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good book. Uh, that one's awesome. I love the Outlander series. Um, I was reading those in the nineties, like when they first came out. So, uh, I'm old school. That's a romance,
0: isn't it? Like my mom and dad watched the show. My mom reads the books. So that's so funny. It is. It's time travel romance. And Mm -hmm. it's like,
1: I have spent 30 years of my life telling people, okay, you need to read this book. Ignore the first (laughs) thing that come out of my mouth. It's time travel romance. Mm -hmm. get over that and go read it because it's so good like she's just a great writer and it's like the romance is the key part of the story but uh, and there's just like
0: real spicy sex but and then some dark stuff that happens
1: and some really dark things but it's Mm -hmm. also historical and she also Mm -hmm. has little side mysteries and thrillers and even ghost stories like they're just She's a freaking genius. Um, So those books, I always recommend to anyone. I have just recently discovered Joe Abercrombie. If you like Mm. fantasy, he's a British. His series uh, that's called The First Law. Um, I think it's a nine book series. Um, I accidentally listened to books four, five, and six, not realizing. (laughs) And um, he's such a good writer that I didn't know. Like that's- yeah, I didn't realize that I listened to books four, five, and six. That's so funny. He, I've done that. Yeah, he was that good. So Joe Abercrombie, he's amazing. Um other than that, um, anything by Louise Erdrich, Barbara Kingsolver? um, always good. Uh, recently, I'm telling you what I have up here on my bookshelf that I haven't read yet. Um Manhunt by Gretchen Felker Martin. I'm really excited
0: about that one. Um, I've got Eileen by Otessa Moshfegh. Uh, that's on my list. I haven't read it yet. And I know the movie is like recently about to come oh, out.
1: I think. I didn't even know there was a movie. Yeah. So. This is how far out of like actual like
0: <laughs> culture.
1: Yeah. Actual culture. I have no idea. Um, The Deluge by Stephen Markley. So Stephen Markley is from Ohio. And he wrote a novel just called Ohio, and it's just like amazing. So Stephen Markley. Um, and I got a couple of Harry Cruz up there, really like Harry Cruz. Um, and then I have a book called The Noonday Demon by Andrew Solomon, which is uh nonfiction like biography, a memoir about fiction.
0: Do you always buy your books or do you usually use a library?
1: So everything I just mentioned. I'm looking at my bookshelf above my laptop here. Um, Everything that I just mentioned, I bought. Because Mm -hmm. when I go to a bookstore, when a bookstore has me for a signing, Mm -hmm. typically if I'm able to financially at the moment, I will buy a book from them. And I always ask them, what should I buy? Like, what are you, Mm -hmm. oh God, Um, big Swiss. Oh my gosh.
0: I have that, it's been on my like, my this is my tbr list right here it. <laughs> and it's been there i recently i when i go on a trip i try to buy a book and so i bought it yeah. when i was visiting a friend in san diego and i've heard nothing but good things and i just like haven't gotten to it yet but it yeah I have that's, it. yeah that's how
1: big swiss landed in my lap was a bookseller so um so yeah those like that's the that's just the kind of stuff that i have right now um non-fiction i have how to think like a roman emperor oh um Uh, I have Henry Winkler's biography because I got to meet him and that was super cool. Oh, that's cool. Um, Yeah, it was awesome. And then, um, the invention of murder, which is about, um, murder in Victoria. It's nonfiction. It's about murder in Victorian uh, times. So that's nonfiction what I've got up there.
0: Oh, so do you find that you read for pleasure more adult- books than like young adult because I know you write some young adults. So yeah, I have no I have no YA in my room right now. Mm, Um okay now
1: there's YA on my Kindle. Okay. Uh, I'm reading to for the purposes of blurbing, but um I haven't well hello. My dog just (laughs) um I haven't read actively read YA in a while because I do write YA Mm -hmm. and um I I think it's really easy to uh, do, like I was saying earlier, uh, voice bleed. So yeah. when I'm actively writing, I don't read YA and I am gotcha. actively writing right now. So that's why everything I'm mentioning is not YA, but there is a YA gotcha. on my that okay. I'm reading. From-
0: okay. So I always like when I have a guest on here to suggest a book or two for them based on what we've co- had a conversation about, or if I know them. So I have two different ones that during this process I've thought about. Have okay. you ever read Taylor Adams books? One, Taylor. it's very dark thrillers, like to the almost horror and I feel like it's right up your alley. My favorite of his is called No Exit and the premise of the story, and it's one that I read during COVID and it kind of sparked my just, dev- like I devoured thrillers after this. But- It's about this college girl who is going across, driving across the country during a snowstorm to visit her mother who's in the hospital. And she ends up stopping at a rest stop with a bunch of people and they're snowed in and it is what it is and they're trapped. And she goes outside to get some phone service to call and say this is what's happening. And she sees in the back of one of the cars that's parked in the rest stop is a little girl trapped in the back of this van, obviously kidnapped. And so from that moment on you go on this journey with her about like, well, what are, how do I save her? Can I save her? We're stuck here. Like somebody in this rest stop is like a kidnapper. Like what is, and it's just so intense and I loved it. And I thought I've recommended it to everybody. I loved it so much. That That was my first one. Yeah. And I like all of his books are really are just like that. And that's very fast. The other one is YA and it's called The Gracier by Kim Lidget and it's oh yeah yes I've heard nothing but good things I read it last year and I like loved it and it's like a dystopian story of these girls who the minute they kind of hit puberty they're sent off into the woods to like try and survive and it's very mm-hmm. Hunger Games meets Lord of the Flies or something and it it was very interesting and I thoroughly enjoyed cool. it
1: cool mm-hmm. I I really like Kim uh Liggett Liggett I'm not sure say her name.
0: okay yeah I have no idea
1: um I she didn't she write um salt and bone I
0: think maybe I could oh is it blood and salt blood and salt yeah yeah that was really good really okay I'll add that to my list because I liked gracier Hmm. so then my next question is as a writer and a consumer of books and stories what are some tropes or storylines or themes or things that you really really love in books
1: so I said I don't read like romance and I don't but I love there's only one bed like I love that I think it's dope. <laughs> I just love it I love there's only one bed like it's the dumbest thing in the world it's mm-hmm. like, like you can't sleep on the floor. Like, give me a break, right? But I, I just I think there's too. only one bed is hilarious. Like, mm-hmm. I love there's only one bed. Um, I have never got to have that situation in real life. I don't think it ever <laughs> actually can. So I mm-hmm. think that's one of the reasons why I like it so much. Yeah. Um, I love there's only one bed. I love that.
0: Yeah, I like that. That's a good one. So do you find, are there any kind of character traits that you really enjoy or that you want to write more of or anything that kind of you love character wise
1: um I like deadpan humor I like the funny sidekick always Mm. um the humorous non-main character that's always great I love that's my favorite character usually yeah me
0: too Mm -hmm. for sure and then what is a book that you wish you could read again for the very first time? Oh, um...
1: Probably, um, The Devil in the White City Ugh. by Eric
0: Lennon. Such a good one. I love
1: that book. I, like, I, I've probably read it three times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love to read it for the first time again. Uh, it's just, it's so good. Uh, I think Eric Gus thinks so too. Oh, Gus, is, <laughs> Gus has wonderful taste. Just wonderful
0: taste. Yeah, that's yeah, a good point. I would love to read that again for the first time. Have you read any of uh, the other books? I think Garden. I've in- read um, the one about Nazi Germany. Yes.
1: Uh, of the Beasts. I yes. That's I the read one, that yeah. one. Mm -hmm. I read the one of the Lusitania. Oh, I didn't read that. Uh, Dark something. Mm -hmm. I think, I think I read that. Um, But he also wrote, it's an audio only um, fiction. It's like a horror story and it's really good. Yeah. Audio only. Audio only. Yeah. I'd be curious. Yeah. No, I I forget the name of it. But if you look at my
0: Goodreads, I I just read it recently. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Eric Larson. I like just yeah. look it up on Goodreads. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I'd be curious to read that then. Yeah, it was great. Mm. Okay. Now, have there been any books that you've read that have had an impact on you, whatever that impact is?
1: Um. You know, like I said, in our other talk, I, as a kid, was always interested in darker things. Mm-hmm. And all the books that were being written for me were, in my age range, were clean and nothing yeah. bad ever happened. And nobody yeah. had canceled. the horse didn't exist. And the dog always yeah. lived to leave the book, you know. And I was like, like this is so dumb. Like, I, I just hated it. Everything had a you know was didactic. Yeah. And I hated. Um, so I um I started reading, I think I was exposed to like Edgar Allan Poe, young, mm-hmm. um, and then Stephen King also quite young. And that it was just it was liberating for me because even when I was small. All the stories that happened in my head were dark. They were mm. dark. They were scary. They were gross. They were upsetting, right? Mm. And those were just the stories that my brain wanted to make. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think you were allowed to write them down. Like, I didn't think you were allowed because yeah. everything I was seeing was not that. And I was like, okay, I guess I can't be a writer. I guess I don't get to be a writer, you know? Yeah. And like, I probably started reading, my mom and dad were wonderful Then that they didn't censor. And um, they let me read Stephen King. Young, like 11, 12, I started reading Stephen King, and um, it was so liberating. I was just like, oh my God, like I didn't know you were allowed to write
0: that word down, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, my question so I've never read Stephen King, and I feel mm-hmm. like a part of me has always been based on having seen some of like the movies based off of these books. I feel like I'd be too scared to, but having now, as an adult, I feel like I should. And I just haven't mm-hmm. Stephen King. Like, I don't know. It just like always freaked me out, I think, or was intimidating in some way. Sure. What, sure. which of his books would you suggest that I read first? So The Stand,
1: like I said earlier, mm-hmm. is one of my favorite books of all time. However, it is, um, it's about a pandemic and everybody. <laughs> so like if, and it's also huge, like it's a doorstopper. Okay. So okay. it's not your damn, no. Um, Bag of Bones is excellent. Okay. Bag of Bones I read that, I think it was my sophomore year in college is when it came out. And I had an 8 a.m. final and I stayed up until six to finish the book. Like I couldn't couldn't not, I couldn't not finish it. Like that's just where I was. I was like, I had to know what was gonna happen. Mm. Bag of bones grabbed me in a huge way. Um, And so another one that people don't talk about of his that I think is excellent. And I just don't hear that many people talk about it is um called Lysi's Story okay L I S E Y Lysi's Story or Lysi's but I always said Lysi's in my head but Lysi's Story um man I thought that book was good and like super original and just like really awesome so uh The Stand is just very iconic Stephen King yeah Bag of Bones and Lysi's Story are two that I think kind of fly under the radar a little bit that
0: are just excellent excellent mm-hmm. books okay okay so what book is on your list to read at some point what's on your tbr i have last
1: year for christmas i got demon copperhead by barbara kingsolver and i still haven't read it because i don't have any time and i to <laughs> sit down and read that book like it was a okay. book that i was looking forward to reading i was looking forward to being published i was excited about it and i've owned it for a year and i haven't read it. and what are you currently reading right now what am I reading right now? Um, I think the, only, I'm reading, uh, uh, Joe Abercrombie. Like I was saying, he's a fantasy writer. He has a series that is also like mm-hmm. a Viking based series. Okay. I'm on the third book in his Viking series on my audio. My Kindle has a book that's not published, yet. the one that got away with murder by Trish Lundy. Ooh. I'm reading. That. It is really good. Ooh. Um, and then I am also reading a book called Stolen Focus by Johan Hari, which is nonfiction. Uh, anybody that likes nonfiction, read Johan Hari. He, th- I want to say he's a sociologist, but I might be making that up. But okay. um, I read one of his books when I was writing my book called Heroin, which was about addiction. I read his book called Chasing the Screen, which broke down addiction and the processes of addiction. And also just basically explained, hey, guess what you're addicted to? You're addicted to caffeine. You're addicted to sugar. You're addicted to your phone. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> yep. It's like, yes, I am. Thank you, Johan. Uh so um, oh, this is my kitty. This is Minnow. This is my kitty. Hi, Minno. So Johan Hari. So he wrote uh mm-hmm. Chasing the Scream, which is about addiction. He wrote um Missed Connections, I believe is the name of it. And that is about depression. And um uh, how we basically have no idea how to treat it and we're just still kind of floundering on that and then um what I'm reading right now by him is called stolen focus and it is about how our attention spans as a human species our attention spans are shrinking and he kind of went on a journey to figure out why and you know he initially yeah. said like he says in the prologue i blamed phones like i went into it going it's our phones and yeah. he said it is but that's not all of it and so sure. I just started it. So I don't know what other things are
0: involved? But yeah.
1: Oh, so I, those look, I, books in the reading right now.
0: I kind of want to read all of his now that you just listed. Like I think. Oh my god, Rohan no
1: Hari, man! Ugh. Like you will not regret it. I would read anything that he has written. Period. Oh. Dot.
0: Now it's, it scares me on what I'll learn and how I'll like come out of it though. But wow, well, yeah. <sighs> Well, I've never read one of his books and come out going, "I'm fine." <laughs> <laughs> so that confirms my thought process then. <laughs> oh, I want to read yeah. those. That sounds really good. They're great. They're okay. Great. And surprise, surprise. But my last question is, what was the last really good book you read?
1: Oh, let me pull my Goodreads back up. Um, the last really good book I read. Mm-hmm. that I was like holy shit everyone has to read this book uh I mentioned Big Swiss earlier that's definitely mm-hmm. up there
0: but everybody knows about that book so let me well, find something. the more people tell me how good it is the higher it goes up on my TBR list if I have to be honest I get that I get that um okay let's see this is
1: my red um oh if you like mysteries, mm-hmm. Anthony, sorry, he's British. Anthony Horowitz. Okay. Who wrote, um, he wrote as, uh, I knew him as a YA writer. He wrote all the Alex Ryder series. Oh, yeah. He is an excellent freaking writer. And okay. he has uh, all of his adult books are amazing. But oh, okay. That the, the I like the most is called Hawthorne and Horowitz. And um, the first one is The Word is Murder. and those uh, for one thing i didn't have those figured out i was saying earlier i figure out uh, yeah dude no clue no clue on him he's so smart the hawthorne and horowitz books by Anthony horowitz uh those are amazing um anything by kevin wilson he's hilarious um oh let's see now i'm just rolling through here okay you just wanted me to say one
0: thing well now i'm
1: like getting my goodreads out to be like oh what are these books what have i read uh yeah, yeah kevin wilson kevin wilson okay. all the way he's hilarious um anthony horowitz if you want some other great nonfiction, gabor Matei mm. is amazing okay. oh boy what else here oh my goodness uh i read i went on a tear and i read everything grady Hendricks had written that was good um oh you know what a really good book that probably not many people in the book world are aware of okay but I think is excellent he's a musician he's a like a bluegrass musician josh ritter okay it's uh for one thing his music's great go listen to his music josh ritter but he wrote a novel i think it's his second novel but um the great glorious goddamn of it all okay it's so good um and anything by t kingfisher like
0: anything by T. Kingfisher. Okay. Ooh, yeah. So many books. Oh, how exciting. Oh, this was fantastic. Mindy, thank you so much for being here. Now, Absolutely. for all the listeners, I've read three of your books. The Female of the Species, The Initial Insult, and The Last Laugh. They have been amazing. And then you have one coming out in on March 19th, 2024. And I'm super excited to read it. Under the Red Rock how yeah. exciting. Now, any other books that you want to plug of your own? I know I've only read three of them. I mean, list them out for us.
1: Um, okay. So my first two are not a drop to drink in, in a handful of deaths. Those are mm-hmm. post-apocalyptic survival in a world with very little water. Ooh. So think, uh, little house on the prairie on crack. So that's those, mm-hmm. um, a man so discreet, gothic historical thriller sets in an insane asylum. Ooh. that is the one yeah that won the Edgar Allan Poe award uh, you mentioned female species I think mm-hmm. after that is oh this darkness mine which is about a girl who it's a pure psychological thriller um girl who's real type a never does anything wrong suddenly her senior year she starts to want to do quote unquote bad things can't figure out why she finds an ultrasound of her mother's from when she was pregnant with her, but there's a second fetus in there. Ooh. She doesn't have a twin. She doesn't even have a sibling. And she convinces herself that she absorbed her twin in the womb and she has her twin's heart. I and know. that heart is starting to make her act out and misbehave. So the question is, is she right or is she crazy? Um, I have a fantasy series. It is out of print. You can get it in audio. You can get it in ebook. It's called okay. Given to the Sea and Given to the Earth. Um... Be not far from me. Drunk hatchet with a girl. Girl gets lost in the Smoky Mountains, has to find her way mm-hmm. out. Graphic gets an infection in her foot, has to decide how much of her own leg she can cut off to keep moving to get out of the woods. Wow. Um, yeah. All that super Mindy stuff there. Oh, um, wow. Um, Heroin's about the opioid mm. epidemic. Female athlete who gets injured and has to recover in time for her senior year season and is given oxycontin to help her get through her um physical rehabilitation and that goes south uh initial insult last laugh you already mentioned long stretch of bad days is um kind of like podcast true crime murder mystery Mm. uh about who is that's my newest uh Mm. that's available it's about a girl who lives in a small town She's the valedictorian of a class of 68 people. She knows that's not impressive. She wants to go to an Ivy League school. She wants to major in investigative journalism. And she knows that she has to do something really awesome. So there was, she has a podcast about local history. And she decides to do a series of episodes about a week in her town's history 30 years ago that everyone refers to as the long stretch of bad days. And it was a series of days when a tornado hit the town and utterly destroyed it. There was a flash flood that drowned all of the dogs at the county pound and the only murder that ever happened occurred. And (sighs) she's like, if I can solve that murder, because it's unsolved, Mm -hmm. if I can solve that murder, investigative journalism schools are going to want me. So she starts looking into that murder. But what she discovers is during this week when there was all this chaos and natural disasters and all the emergency response teams were very busy and the National Guard had been called in, there was a teenage girl that just disappeared. And she was a foster kid and she was a rough kid and she caused problems with the cops all the time. And everybody was like, you know what, we're just going to. Yeah. And they just swept it under the rug. And 30 years later, she starts um, finding out about this because she finds a discrepancy between the list of the missing from the dead and the list, the list of the missing from the tornado and the list of the dead. And she's like, wait a minute, who's this? And she starts asking questions. We don't want her doing that. So yeah, that's a quick run through of, of my books.
0: Wow. What a variety. I mean, I mean, you, like, I know that you write across genres, but even just like hearing you describe all of those different books, they're so different. And each one I'm excited about. Wow. Oh, I'm really excited about that. Mindy and where can people find you? Absolutely. Yes. Mindy M-I-N-D-Y
1: M-C-G-I-N-N-I-S. I am um, I am on social media. I don't look at my feeds, but I post. And if people interact, like I will talk to you. Like mm-hmm. if you ask me a question, if you make a comment, like I will totally show up and interact with you all the time. Um, so Facebook, Mindy McGinnis author, Instagram, Mindy McGinnis author, Twitter, nobody's there anymore, but I'm Mindy McGinnis. <laughs> I think I'm just Mindy McGinnis on TikTok. And on threads, I'm Mindy McGinnis
0: author. And I think that's it. Awesome. Amazing. And everybody go out and read her books, grab your own copies, library, thrift books, Barnes and Noble, wherever you get your books. And Mindy, thank you again so much for doing this. I have been so excited about this all week to just get to talk to you and like be in your brain after reading your books. And I have had an absolute blast. Thank you so much for giving me any ounce of your time. I'm so grateful. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Okay, everyone, and stay tuned for another episode. Bye, everyone. Before you go, if you haven't already, check out the unofficial book club on the Fable app. The Fable app is an interactive platform for virtual book clubs where people from all around the world can come together to create this beautiful community, sharing and interacting over the books they're reading. There are so many different book clubs on this app, and I'm moderating the book club for this podcast. This is not a sponsored ad. I'm just excited to host an online book club. My guests and I discuss so many amazing books across so many different genres and categories. So to be able to bring them to life in a space where we can all interact, that's what I want for this book club. Each month, we'll be reading a different book from a different genre or category. So you can join us each month or during the months in which the category piques your interest. If you want to learn more about which genre we'll be reading for each month, you can check out the schedule on Instagram at unofficialbookclubpod. So download the Fable app to join the Unofficial Book Club and read alongside me. And follow me on Instagram and TikTok at unofficialbookclubpod to be updated on any future book club picks. If you're looking for the link to the book club, it'll be in the show notes, along with all of the books that were discussed in this episode. And any books discussed in other episodes are listed in their show notes.